0: In this episode of the Next Gen in Lodging podcast, host Amari Head talks with Damon Lawrence, founder of Homage Hospitality and Stay Homage, a boutique hotel brand that celebrates Black culture. To mark Black History Month, the conversation centers on what Black culture contributes to the economy, particularly in the lodging space. Thanks for listening and visit Hotel News Now for the latest industry news every day. All right, what's happening, everybody? It's Omari Head. I'm the founder of the National Institute of Lodging Education, one-third of Next Gen in Lodging, and excited to be bringing to you a very, very special guest, um, a friend and an ally that I've known in this industry for some time. And when you started thinking about all the research and all the data that's been shared uh, about what it means to, for Black culture, what it contributes to so many different industries, Uh, what it contributes to this economy what it represents as its own isolated economy uh there's somebody that really comes to mind when i think about it in the lodging space and specifically when i think about humbitch hospitality and the origins there you have to the first name that will come to mind would be damon lawrence the founder so uh i'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to damon i'm gonna let him introduce himself and then we're gonna kick it into a, a quick lightning round. So Damon, what's popping, beloved? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm Damon Lawrence. I'm the uh, the founder of Homage Hospitality and
0: the Unflagged Academy. So I'm excited to be here. I love it. I love it. So we'll pop right into it. So lightning round. So uh, Apple or, or Android? Apple for sure. Okay. What's the first? Can't co- stand,
1: I can't stand when people be messing up the group chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: green bubbles.
0: I think Amari, you be messing up the group chat. huh? <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to. I, I converted a minute back. I converted. Right. Um, so so now I'm team iPhone though. I miss my Joy and I miss the features, the quad, the camera quality, all that stuff. I, uh, that. I, I but I but I love being able to FaceTime with the kids and my partner. So that's crucial. I feel that. Um, what, what was the first concert you went to? Ooh, uh, yeah, I think it was, um, a
1: dub auto show concert featuring like Slick Rick and Cypress Hill and Exhibit, like, Ooh. back when the dub magazine was like a
0: big, big thing. I actually went with my dad, so it was cool. Dope. Dope. Uh, high key. I'm a big exhibit fan. Like, like pimp my ride. Like, restless is probably saying like, in Same. my top twenty albums. Like the production on that, his flow. I he's uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think he got the roses. I think everybody just remembers him for uh, for pimp my ride. But you know, I mean, his flow and and just the content. I mean, it, exhibit is super dope lyricist. I agree. Like, I'm from LA, so you know, exhibit has a special place in my heart for sure. So I, I get it. I love Of it. course, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what artists right now are in your top three rotation at the moment?
1: Top three rotation of
0: artists. I'm listening to Alex
1: Isley, something okay. crazy. I'm listening to Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I've been listening to her old stuff, like it just came out. And what else have I been? Oh, I love Kendrick Lamar. I, I play him nonstop. But it never gets old.
0: So. I love it. I love it. So so big on the R&B vibes. Um, that's good to hear, man. Um, you know what I
1: realize, too? Yeah. When I'm in a really good mood, when life is good, it's R&B. Mm. Is chaotic, it's trap music. You know what I mean? so <laughs> Life must be going really good because I've definitely been listening to more R&B recently
0: we love it we love it man we so we gotta keep that uh that playlist together we, we let's do a playlist before the end of the uh, before the end of the month easy let's do it let's, let's do it. Less. i love it i love it fave what's your favorite travel destination oh home <laughs> <laughs> solid I, solid I, I love it um what's who's your favorite black history figure oh black history figure
1: Oh, man Oh This was this on the questions. Oh my god. <laughs> Got you. Don't I, worry about I it. Don't mean, worry I mean, I, I love I have I have a vinyl. I have a, actually a few vinyls from um from Malcolm X speeches mm. that, that are just amazing um but that's such a cliche i remember i i did a a book report on malcolm x and my teacher was not feeling it back in like fifth grade mm. um because she thought he was too militant which actually made me want to do it even more um, Then you had to at that point exactly um i don't know man let's come back to that one
0: because it's, 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 there's a few
1: there's a few. There's some hoteliers that I want to put in that list.
0: I don't know. There's a couple. So but that that's actually the 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 next question. It's funny you say Malcolm X because somebody asked me one time what's my favorite business book, and I said the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm. And, and the reason I I I categorize it as a business book is because it's a story about about self uh, about self discovery. And and as he continued, you know, he went from uh, you know Malcolm, Malcolm Little to Detroit Red to Malcolm X to Al Hajj Malik Shabazz, like right. all those evolutions. He kept elements, and those elements help him reach other people from his previous lives, mm-hmm. and and he was able to be a chameleon and walk amongst all these people, um, and that and people really really identified with him, and that's a key piece of relate of business is relationships and how do you identify with people, how do you relate to people. So you started to, to touch on you know, some people, um, within the hospitality industry, maybe, or, or some other people throughout current black culture, uh, who are some people that you think are worthy to pay homage to that you pay homage to, which is a big part of obviously the, the, the name centric, uh, of, of your brand. So talk to me a little bit about who are those people that, that you want to pay homage to. Yeah. I mean, um, James Warmly, right. I'm thinking about
1: DC. I'm thinking about, yeah. um, Yeah, I even think about even more recently, Sheila Johnson, Bob Mm -hmm. Johnson. Um, There's just so many people. I think, you know, for me, what I love about our culture, when you go from city to city and you look at what what exists culturally in each city, man, that's the beauty of our people is that um, each city has its unique history that you can pay homage to and that you can appreciate and its unique figures as well right and you think of atlanta you think of memphis you think of dc i mean in each one of those those markets in those cities there are either political figures business figures that did so much um and so you know i was looking at some stuff in atlanta shout out to devon um over uh over near where MLK grew up. Um and you know, the history over there is just like so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. You know, um, going to Tulsa and and seeing all the business owners and the, you know, the the bombing that happened there, that that crazy terrorist attack, and looking at the names of all the different business owners, man, like there's just so much in our history to pay homage to that could be wiped out if we don't, you know, take the time to to study and hone in. And,
0: and that's a great point. And, and, you know, there's also active suppression. And as you just shared about, you know, you being in grade school and somebody saying, I, I don't want you to write about this individual, um, although they gave you a choice, a little bit of a fake choice, right? <laughs> like, uh, but I'm not really feeling that because I think that they're too militant. But that's a crucial part of history. You know, these individuals weren't perfect. Uh, but, you know, they they still hold a, a significant amount of gravitas to to a large group of people and did have, you know, great contributions that outlived them. So so when you start thinking about that and, and you look at what ho- hospitality is today and all the different facets of hospitality, what do you think some of the brands are getting wrong about reaching uh, the black and African-American traveler demographics? And and, and what, where, where do you think they're kind of missing the mark? That and that was obviously well. Let me not say obviously. I I believe that that may have been what inspired you to start homage. But what do you where do you think that the brands are missing the mark today? Yeah, I think you know when you look at our industry
1: specifically, it's dominated by old white men. We don't have a seat at the table. We're not involved in decision making, especially in travel, which you know we make up a large portion of the workforce. Um, but we, we're not reflected in higher management and decision-making. I mean, every aspect of the traveler journey is just not included in us, right? So from, and we I talk about it all the time, from the moment that you step in, the moment that you walk to the front desk, um, the things that we have to think about that other people just don't have to think about, right? Going to CVS to go get your shampoo and your lotion because, you know, Shampoo and a lotion in the lotion definitely not gonna work for you. Um, but there's just there's just so much that we we have to consider when we're traveling, traveling abroad, etc. Um, that you know, not everyone has to think about. And so I, I think the reason why I wanted to start the brand specifically was because of that. Um, what happens if you just change the lens in which stuff is developed and created? Um, not to say that it's exclusively for Black people, but what if Black people are the main seats at the table? How do things change? And we've seen that in music. You're starting to see that more in sports. Um, we're starting to see that happen more in the areas that we dominate, that we um, are the, the dominant employer um, or employee. at at the company right so you look at the nfl nba you're starting to see us get more more so into ownership and how important that is right because if you have diverse ownership then you have diverse coaches you know if you have diverse coaches they can relate to the players on a different level and that changes that changes the game and how it's played so um i mean it's crazy even this last super bowl to just now have two black quarterbacks play against each other in the 50 the something Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's wild. You know what I'm saying? But here we are, you know? So I, and- I feel like things are slowly changing, slowly changing. We're, we're seeing it. I, I appreciate the work that you do. I appreciate the work that Devon does. I mean, we, we got a tight little nucleus, you know what I'm saying? And we're, we're trying to, you know, bring voice to, um, this to our industry and get more people involved and get more people owning. Uh, the more people that look like us that are owning, it, it makes a huge difference.
0: You're absolutely correct, and that's um, and that's a key piece as we talk about uh, de and i right. So diversity, equity, and and inclusion. And people tend to run all those things together, like diversity, equity, inclusion. All very different things. Uh, they all mean very um, they all have unique attributes to them so if you had to rank them uh where 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 do they where do they rank for you in terms of diversity equity inclusion in terms of order of um, importance equity is first inclusion is second
1: and diversity is last because i mean you look at our industry it's probably the most diverse industry in the world um it's just where does that Diversity sit on the on the totem pole as far as equity is concerned, right? How equitable is that diversity? Is it is it in the decision making um, rooms? And uh, inclusion is the door that lets that happen. And so, um, if we if we are able to get more equity, then we can be included in more conversations. And diversity is already going to be there because we black. If we
0: there, we we bring the diversity automatically. So that's that's how I rank it. Absolutely, and 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 that's and is and it's great that you that you said that too, right? Because equity is where a lot of people kind of lose sight, and they don't understand that. So they get caught up in what have now a lot of people are talking about is black exceptionalism, uh, meaning that we've had you know a black president, or you see you know one black leader uh, at a company, and you're like, oh, that's great, you know, progress. So everybody can do it, right? You know, all barriers removed, you know. But right. in reality, like, it's just that one, right? If you were to line up all the U.S. presidents, it was one. Uh, but if you look at the percentage of Black people, <laughs> it doesn't match up. So it's not equitable. You know, if you line up all the U.S. presidents, all men. Uh, but if you look at the percentage of women, and women actually make all of the human beings at, for now until technology <laughs> really gets advanced, but we <laughs> haven't had a woman president. So, so it's it's the equity piece that continues to be uh that continues to be a, a escaping. So as we looked at, you know, COVID that really just kind of neutralized a lot of things, kind of was a, a ground a starting point a restart for a lot of people. Um as an independent hotelier, w- tell me about your thoughts on the outlook of travel post uh COVID recovery. Um or in the COVID recovery. Oh uh, man, I mean I think travel is is all the way
1: back you know I think um, I mean I've been, I been. I feel like I never really stopped but um, you see it at the airport now you see it people are traveling and, and the prices are extremely high I mean we had that little low during the middle of COVID but um, everybody's trying to get their money back it feels like because the airline tickets are, are off the chain yep. um, hotel room rates are off the chain so but they're filled um, so I, I think it's interesting because we're always going to have, in the world that we live in today, we're always going to have something now. I think that that's pretty evident. If it's not COVID-19, there's something else lurking. Um, but what we what I feel like we learned from COVID, because COVID hasn't gone anywhere, right? Um, we just got fatigued. And said, "Forget it." So, um, yeah, I think Americans specifically, we ain't going back. Ain't no looking back. We could be traveling. We're outside. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. So one hundred percent. Um, in in your journey, um, you know, I, like I said, I introduced you as a as a founder you know one thing that they say and this is more so in the in the tech space but i want to know if you if you hear it as well they say the black founders are you know over mentored and and underfunded would you agree with that statement in your experience
1: oh yeah for sure for oh for sure for sure um and i would say we you know in our in our space i'm under i'm under mentored <laughs> so um i mean it's just not it's just not that many it's just not that many mentors, you know, especially in the independent space. I mean, I, I as I was coming up, I didn't even know who to look up to and who to reach out to. Um, I, I credit people like Chip Conley. I put credit, credit people like uh, Jason, you know, Jason Pomerantz and um, Peter Cole, who's an, an advisor and investor. They they've done a lot to help me and you know advise me and kind of teach me things from the independent. Landscape, but um, man, that was hard. It was hard getting in contact with those cats, you know, and um, getting to know them. It took years, and so I, I would have benefited early on by having those relationships or having you know a connection there that I just didn't have. So um, it's an interesting space in hospitality. Now I think that they, when you look at tech, have a lot of friends that are tech founders, just more, way more resources right? Yeah. Way more sources of capital. We know where they are. you know, They're on the internet because because it is tech. Um, yeah. <laughs> so sort of the sources of capital in our space as it relates to real estate, man, I mean, it's it, it's hard to find. It's hard to find, hard to tap in, um, getting to know family offices. And there's a barrier of entry from a dollar amount that, I mean, going to these conferences is not cheap. Um, and that's how you meet people, you know. The Alice ticket is expensive. I've been to Alice about four times, never paid for the ticket, still <laughs> feel like my money's worth. Um, but still, <laughs> it, it, would, it would benefit. How much better would it be to, to be in the room, right? And I told myself right. this is much yeah, I gotta get in the room, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, it, there's the huge barrier to entry on the
0: mentorship and, and the capital front agreed agreed it's um it, it it's a lot to absorb as a founder and and obviously you haven't been a founder and also a traveler it's something for you to think about you know in 2016 and we and, and this went kind of under the radar i don't think a lot of people reported on this but in 2016 the bahamas issued a travel alert for their citizens to the united states wow. um for because of racial tension so just sit with that. Like our country is has, has is that problematic uh, at points and in certain areas that other countries, predominantly black, are saying like, "Hey, if you all are traveling there, just as a heads up, this is what's going on, and this is how you may be treated because of of your appearance." And that's something for you to think about if you're coming from an all black nation into some place that is diverse, um, and it may and it may lack significantly less safe spaces. So, talk to me about you as a as a as a traveler. What do safe spaces look like to you, and how important are safe spaces?
1: yeah, you know it's funny um it's
0: funny that you you mentioned this, man,
1: because I was just talking to somebody um a friend of mine that's traveling to Mexico and looking at some of the travel alerts um of what's going on in Mexico with cartels and um, I laughed because I was like. We live in LA. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, I live in Baltimore, right? Like the reality is, it's probably more unsafe here. You know, just just to walk, just to be a Black person walking down the street here. Oh, yeah, take me to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be there and I feel like I would feel safer there because I ain't Mm. involved in anything, but in LA, Stuff just happens, man. Be in the wrong place, wrong time, wearing the wrong color, and it just goes down. And I've, I've been in too many um, experiences like that where, yeah, there should be a travel alert to go down the street. To be honest, you know. And so, you know, for me, I actually enjoy traveling, especially domestic. I mean, uh, international travel the most because it's, it's one of the few times that I actually do, as a black man, feel safe. Uh, wow. And feel like I can be myself, and I, I don't have to continue to look over my shoulder, um, wondering if I'm going to be a target. I mean, Baltimore's off the chain. You got the Citizen app. You know, it's it's like a war zone sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like broad daylight, nighttime. Um, you know, I was doing, I was helping out volunteering, doing some overnight security for a construction site um, for my for my congregation actually and hmm. four o'clock in the morning gunshots you know what i'm saying like and it and then i get a citizen alert app um you know a citizen app alert that said it was like 0. 0.3 miles away you know and it's like wow. okay I'm here. I'm here by myself <laughs> you know it's just stuff like that just happens um but it don't happen when you're traveling at least not for me so um i actually enjoy travel for that reason specifically international travel um i feel the safest and especially destinations that um you know are, are us melanated folks are are the the majority
0: i feel that mm. Mm. no that, that's dope man i mean and and so kudos to you to try to create more of those those safe spaces and, and doing your volunteer work i see you Um, if you had to describe homage in three words what would they be um in three
1: words (laughs) soulful and
0: heartfelt hospitality Mm, okay i like that i like that so when you when you think about those three words um how will homage you know moving forward be creating an ecosystem of talent vendors strategic alliances um with and like you said you know not having a seat at a table but at this point through those strategic alliances and that ecosystem building a table um so talk to me a little bit you know what you feel comfortable sharing in terms of what that strategy looks like and vision
1: yeah you know it it, i would say that it takes time it takes time because so much of what I want the world to see is the local culture and the local flair that exists in our in our great cities. And in, in traveling, especially the black cities, man, there's something that's very uh, familiar, but then extremely distinctly unique, right? Yes. DC and, and Baltimore are 40, 40 minutes apart. Right. Thirty five. If you drive, you drive them the right way. <laughs> um, but they're so different. I mean, culturally, from the food to the dialect to, you know, the language is just totally different. And you can tell the accents apart. Thirty five minutes away from each other is crazy. Um, you know, you look at Memphis, you look at Nashville, totally different cultures. And how do you place Or how do you give a hotel a sense of place in that specific market, right? And showcasing what that market is about. Um, I think about the different dances. So, you know, you go to Baltimore, you have, you know, the Baltimore Club. New Jersey has their own version of it. You know, you go to Chicago and they they got the footwork going crazy. You know, Memphis has a, a variation of that then New Orleans is doing the second line and they got a variation of it and it all feels like it comes from Africa, but it all feels very distinct and unique at the same time. Um, And I think that that is what is so important to me and paying homage to. And when we go to these different cities, there's also these local players that do what they do, right? Um, Locally. And how do you include that into hotel experience? so that's why I said it takes time because you have to really ingrain yourself in that local culture and understand it to be able to do it authentically right so it it requires a ton of conversations with people that have grown up there I can't I can't go to New Orleans and just think I'm gonna do New Orleans justice if I haven't talked to the people that lived there for decades Mm. right if I haven't talked to the people that the the young people that are coming up and they understand it even from a different aspect than the elders do. It, it requires so much time. I mean, even when we went to New Orleans and we had a small property there, but the amount of interviews that we did was unreal, right? And we also believed in paying people for their time, and so we made sure that people were paid um, and got a stipend. But we were interviewing as many people as possible so we could understand what makes what makes New Orleans.
0: New Orleans for you right mm. so um, I love that I yeah. love that it, and it's important because you know it's interesting you when I ask you to list diversity equity and, and inclusion that's essentially what you just did right at, at the at the core of it you don't want to be a culture vulture right. um, just because you're, you're you're you you may identify as black or, or african-american doesn't you know Black people are not a monolith, which is also, you know, what you were saying, you know, about w- was something that a lot of people get wrong when they try to do stuff. So sure. when you look at it, like when you, in the th- the way that you listed that out, you had equity at the forefront, right? You want to be inclusive of the local culture because you understand that there's diversity there, and you're tapping into that. So, so it's actually what what you said earlier. You know, you just worked it, you just uh, reverse engineered that, man. Um. So w- what is next for for homage? What do what does the future look like? Um, What are we going to be talking about next year with with Homage uh, during during, um, this phenomenal February, formerly known as Negro History Week, but uh, the history was too strong, so they gave it a month. So what are we going to be talking about?
1: You know, I've been working on a sub-brand connected to Homage that focuses on the great outdoors. Um, So Mm. we're looking at a bunch of stuff. We're in talks with a site in uh, Yosemite. Um, and then I've been looking, with your help, I've been looking at some stuff out here um, on the East Coast, you know, with acreage. Um, and I think it's funny because culturally, just culturally speaking, we love the outdoors, right? Our skin loves the outdoors, right? You know what I'm saying? How many, how many of us are vitamin D deficient? Because we ain't getting enough sun. We ain't outside. Right. <laughs> We're supposed to be outside. You go down the south, the old folks is outside sitting on the front porch, sipping their they they sweet tea, you know? And, and so um I think that there's much value and kind of I think COVID for this, that it it helped us get more into being outside in the outdoors and getting fresh air, taking breaks away from the computer. Yeah. Get get some fresh air, man. Is take a walk um and so doing doing something that's more um, outdoor focused has been a passion of mine since the pandemic and I'm excited to, to finally be able to do something in that space and it, you see it, it's gaining a lot of traction um but I think we can do it from a from a uh, authentic space uh, and not a cliche niche um, you know, trying to take advantage of the moment type of space. So that's what I'm super excited about. I want to do things that, you know, we haven't seen before, quite frankly, you know. Um, I want to I push the boundaries and the limits of what we're capable of and what we can do. And I think the more I can do that, um, even even just to attempt, right? Sometimes it doesn't even have to all the way happen, but even just pushing forward in that direction, Man, there's like 15 people behind me that if I can't make it all the way there, they're gonna they gonna take the ball and run with it. So um I'm just looking at opportunities, you know, trying to trying to make some deals happen. I think over the last couple of years, the the benefit has been reaching out to people that have the capital and knowing, you know, specific capital partners and now I can call. If I need to if I need $50,000 real quick because I need to put something on the contract, I got a couple people I can call real quick. And I, I didn't have that a couple years ago. So um, it, it's I, I feel more confident now that I'm out looking at projects. Um, so I also feel more confident in the risks that I'm able to take as it as it comes to pursuing a certain deal. So um, now I'm looking at a lot of
0: stuff, but more so in the outdoor space for sure. I love it. I love it. So, man, I appreciate your time. We outside uh for homage 2023, 2024. All right. We outside. I'm excited for you, brother. And I, I appreciate your time and appreciate the energy that you give to uh to this to this uh, this heavy lift and this Herculean effort that you perf- that you've pursued, man, and sticking with it. And, and it's absolutely necessary. So and, and again, next gen Elijah and appreciates you sharing your your story with our platform and listeners and we look forward to checking in with you soon with some more for some more updates
1: i appreciate it i really appreciate it thank you man thank you for giving me the platform thank you for giving me the space to talk
0: always always my brother i appreciate you man and thank you so much for your time and we'll call it a wrap all right Thank you for listening to the Hotel News Now Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify for more. And visit hotelnewsnow.com for more hospitality industry news.